Welcome to your weekly astrological weather. This is your place to get practical guidance for not only surviving, but thriving with the cosmic tides. This podcast episode is brought to you by Astrologer Connect, your premier source for quality astrology readings. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to your weekly astrological weather. I am so happy to be here with all of you. Welcome back to those of you who tune into the weekly weather every week, and welcome to those of you who are new. You have just joined a worldwide astrological conversation that we're having here every single week. If you love astrological conversations and if you want to stay in tune with the cosmic rhythms and be a part of this dialogue that we're having, make sure that you subscribe to the channel and hit that notification bell so that you know when a new video or if you're listening on the podcast, that way you'll know when a new podcast is released. All right. And this week we have an Astrology Hub darling, a favorite here at Astrology Hub with all of us. Jamie McGee, who is an astrologer on our Astrologer Connect platform. She is also the host of our Star Signs weekly horoscope show. And everyone just loves you, Jamie. It's so great to have you here. Um, one thing before we dive in, this day is very exciting because we are kicking off the promotional period for our new Astrologer Connect reading platform. You will have the ability to get a 20% discount on any reading that you book during the month of April. So all the way through the end of the month, if you've been thinking about having an astrology reading, if you've been wondering if this is the right time, this would be a great time to get a reading with one of our amazing astrologers. Jamie is one of those. Any reading you book in, a in April, you'll be able to apply the 20% discount to. You don't need to actually have the reading in April but you need to book it in April. So we're going to put the way to do that on the screen here. So if you're watching the video, you can see it, or you can check out the show notes and the show description, or you can go to astrologyhub.com slash connect, check out the different astrologers that are available for readings, book your reading and get your 20% discount on that. We're also doing for instant readings, the first minutes free in the month of April. So that's another amazing promotion we're doing first minutes of your instant reading free. So Jamie, welcome. It's great to have you here. And thank you so much for joining us. I love being here. I love talking to you, Amanda. This is so great. Yay. Awesome. Jamie, for, for people, this is a question I've been asking because it comes up a lot and I've been sort of surprised at how consistent it is. Mm -hmm. When people think about having an astrology reading, they get nervous. And there's this, oh God, like, I, I'm curious, but I'm nervous because are you going to tell me something I don't want to know? Are you going to see something about me that's bad? This is the one that like makes me want to give everyone a hug. It's so cute and and normal, like it's natural. So what do you say to people when, um, first of all, do you encounter that? And second of all, what do you say? I, I, under, I understand because I think I would feel that way. I did not have an astrology reading until I was deep into my own astrology studies. And I sure. maybe that might be my Scorpioness that came out. I wanted to make sure I understood it before someone else, you know, was penetrating or like looking into that area of my life. 
But I just, you know, I want to assure anyone that this is a very sacred space between you and your astrologer. It's a, it's a connection that you can have. And there is nothing at all in your natal chart that is not on purpose and on time. Like you were designed with this cosmic blueprint that is absolutely beautiful. And as you move through your life, you're going to unlock a lot of beautiful potential. There's times that you're going to have to overcome challenges and lean on old aspects or new aspects. And an astrologer can help you do that. They can kind of see through it. They're the listener. They're not, I wouldn't say that they always hear, I mean, they're, they're on your team. They're going to hear your side of the story. They're going to hear your perspective and really help you kind of dig within and pull this, this energy out. Now, those are, there's all kinds of readings. I work with a lot of people that are, you know, going through big transitions in their life. I also work with, you know, beautiful entrepreneurs who are like, okay, is this my time to launch? Do I go in this direction and how do I get there? So no matter what you're getting a reading for, just know it's your space. It's your connection. It's like connecting with any kind of specialist. And I wish I had done it sooner. I think it would have probably answered a lot of questions for me when I was in my early 20s, because when you do try to do a lot of studying on your by yourself or when you start to, you know, kind of Google around, you'll get conflicting answers or conflicting like, well, I have this here and this is going here. Oh, no, this transit's coming over my rising. What what does that mean? And it's not it, And a lot of times I think. I found with my clients, they may come with that, but they walk away feeling like, wow, well, that's good. I was a little worried about that. And I remember having this really amazing client not too long ago. And he was like, you know, I'm feeling all this stuff and I'm listening to all this stuff and it's saying all this supposed to be bad, but I'm doing great. And I'm like, well, you're supposed to be doing great because he was. He was everything in his chart said that he was firing in the right direction because his particular chart said that he was equipped for this energy. For him, it was amazing. He thrived on the intensity and the change. So he was just, they were playing his song. The universe is playing his song or someone else, it, it may not have felt that way. So I think an astrologer can help you. And that's how I approach it. And yeah, I definitely recommend it, especially this month. How can you not? You know, if you don't, if you don't want to do it now, it's just it's a juicy discount. I can't wait to, to meet so many people on the other side of this. It's going to be fun. Amazing. Jamie, I love how you say like, we're on your team. Like we, and, and it's, it's so true. That is the, the sort of environment or vibe that the astrologers that we choose to feature on the platform, they're all, they're your advocates. They're there to support you, to help you, to encourage you, inspire you, help you find your power, help you find yourself, help you find clarity and guidance and answers when you need it. So yay, Jamie, excited to see you and all the different people that you get to meet throughout this month and beyond. That again is at astrologyhub.com slash connect. And all right, let's talk about this week. A little bit about Jamie. She's been practicing for over a decade. She's written 22 novels. Like what? Amazing. She blends traditional and modern techniques in her practice. And so Jamie, let's give us a big picture of the week. What is the theme and why? Okay. So when I first looked at this week, I got really excited. I was like, wow, that's my optimism. Good stuff coming in. And of course, when I like sat down and look a little bit deeper at the transits. I got a, a vibe of the undercurrent that we're all kind of feeling. We're in that space of change and ending and beginnings. So if I had to give a good theme for this week, it would be playing with fire as you stand astride two worlds. And I think what you're going to find as you work with this energy this week is that you are going to be simultaneously releasing slash re-envisioning the future you want and taking action on big opportunities that support that life that you want, even if it's just outside of your comfort zone. Woo, that's exciting. <laughs> wow. So releasing and so we're, we're letting go at the same time as we're taking advantage of 
new things that are coming into our sphere. And it could feel like playing with fire. So why do you say playing with fire? That's very specific. Yeah, well, we have a lot of fire in the sky and we have a couple of transits that would come into that. But to put it in overall context of what I mean, this is the week before we kick off eclipse season. Next week is that first eclipse in Aries. It squares Pluto. So this is like your pregame. This is the, I don't want to say calm before the storm, but this is a juicy week. It's going to be a different story after we move into the next one. So we have this pause. We're also stepping into a week where the last quarter moon is. So that represents releasing. That's the releasing part of it, that inward reflection. Like thinking of that Libra new moon, what was out of balance? What was out of harmony? How can I release it? And then on the flip side, we have a lot of Venus and Jupiter energy. Now, this is a good stuff to work with because it brings big emotions and ideas and opportunities. And when you put these two together, what you have is a week where it gives you the, the power and the inspiration to embrace those endings and beginnings with really high level positive vibrations and solid intentions about where you can go into, you know, once you get to the other side of this, other this the big season that we're coming into. Jamie, if people are navigating these changes and other people are involved, which normally they are, right? So partners, children, coworkers, you know, whatever it is. How, how's the, how's the communication and the sort of collaborative energy this week? Is it, is it more of like an I energy, like about me and the changes I'm making, or is it more cooperative? The, the, the tricky thing is it's both. It, it, it really is a different kind of energy. Now there's some energy, like one of the first transits that we have is, is today. It'll be late this evening where I live on the central time zone is Venus moving into Gemini. And that's kind of where you get a little bit of a stride two worlds, Gemini, two places, this and that. So Venus, to kind of put this in context, is walking into Gemini's house. Mars just left it on March 25th. So if you ever like walked into a room or showed up to a meeting and you know something just went down, it was like really intense, like what's that vibe in the air? Venus is walking into this kind of room because, you know, Mars was in Gemini from the end of August all the way until, you know, March 25th. So that was intense back and forth energy. And I think a lot of the, even a lot of recent readings I've had would, despite all the big energy that we have going on, they, they keep, they tend to notice that Mars energy because it's really potent and quick. So Venus is going to walk into this room and she's going to have like a little bit of a lightheartedness to it, like a fun, jovial, okay, like, all right, well, let's lighten up the room. Let's tell a few jokes. It may be too soon to joke about some of the things that you just went through, but you still have this harmony, this dualistic view that you can work with. And just a side note here, Venus will answer to Mercury because she's in Gemini. Mercury is still in Taurus. So we still have that Taurus power of Venus kind of moving into this, this mutual reception. She has a lot of beautiful grace that comes into this week. But right after that, like the next day is where we have the two biggest energies of the week. And that's where the fire comes in. But first we have Venus in Gemini. She will try and Pluto for the first time. It's her first conversation with Pluto at zero Aquarius. And this is, this is a, you want to think about the first time planets, you know, have a conversation, a new sign. It always kind of reminds me, and I'm a baseball mom, but it reminds me of um, the first pitch. So for baseball, you have the batter and you have the pitcher. Now, the first pitch is usually the best one that you're going to see. And once it's thrown, if it's a strike, that, you know, the pitcher's moms, all the families, they, they clap, they cheer, and it's great. Ironically, so do the batter's moms. At the very least, they cheer. But what they say is, now you've seen it. Now you're ready. Now you've seen it. 
So you know exactly what's coming at you. You know how to react to it, whether it was a, a nasty curveball or some kind of drop in, you know, change up, you know what's coming and you know how to react to the next one. So even though this is a trine and a harmonic kind of energy, I still think it's important to notice it because not a couple of these planets, we're going to have a few short, brief conversations with Pluto, then he's going to retrograde back. So it's good to notice these high points. And what's also interesting about this is that just recently, March 16th, Venus squared Pluto, but they were in Capricorn and Aries. Now they're in a different place with a different face. So it's kind of, if you think about that, go back to the Venus moving into Gemini, Venus walking into a tense room. Last time Venus saw Pluto, it was a little tense. They were wrapping up a story like, we've been through this 14 years. You can dig it up, put it on the table, whatever. We're now done. Well, now they're in a new story. And so it, it's a different face, different energy. And even though this is air, this is mind, it's mental, where these, science, where these planets are at, the Pluto brings in all of it, mind, body, emotion, and an intensity to it. It's really digging into that deep psychological stuff and pulling it up to the top and expressing it. I so love that you brought in the baseball mom thing. I, as you know, I have three brothers. Yes. All played, some of them into professional baseball, all played collegiate baseball. So I, my entire childhood was getting dragged around from baseball game to baseball game to baseball game. So I know, and my ex-husband was a pitcher in professional baseball. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. Okay. My question is, so, we, so we're seeing the pitch, right? We're seeing the first pitch. It's Venus for the first time having a conversation with Pluto in Aquarius. Yes. What is, what is that going to look like? Like, what does that mean? Does that mean themes around Venusian things in our life? We're getting the first flavor of like, of Aquarius, of how Aquarius is going to color this aspect of life. Like, how does that mean? What does that mean for us personally? Yeah, I do think that what this is going to do, and it, it kind of plays into how the rest of the week is going to work out. We are seeing compassion come in, you know, like not like, you know, this is, this is who I am. Like, cause Venus and Gemini is going to take things a little bit lighter. Like in general, there, it's not very deep. It's not, I'm not to say that if you have Venus and Gemini, you're not very deep, but it's not, you have a way of being deep and connecting with people without it feeling heavy. And like, I'm sinking into this or like, this is you know, weighing me down a little bit. Like there's a little bit of um, higher expression. And this is Mercury, you know, in Mercury's higher and lower expression, how he how expresses itself. So I think that this is a great energy that's going to help us express the heart that we have for our community and the world that we're in. Like, what are we a part of? What do we want to be a part of? What world do we want to exist? So we do have that on a very collective level. On a personal level, um, it is seeing the, the big picture. It's kind of like, you know, I, I would say glass bottom boat, but this is not water. Like kind of think of those big like air balloons and imagine it being a glass bottom. This is the first look at all the possibilities. Like what could actually happen? Where could we really go with this if we put our hearts behind this, if we connected? And, you know, just if you want to get some pregame stuff here to really pay attention to this, the next time Venus and Pluto will meet up or have a conversation is June 5th. And but that time Pluto will be going in retrograde and they'll be in opposition. So between now and June 5th, it's like, okay, what are we going to work with? How can we work with the harmony? And usually, ironically, um, trines are something we miss in our transits. We don't really notice it. Like if you were to, to pull up your chart and it's all blue and it's all little triangles, you would almost, well, some of us, depending on your chart, would be a little bit bored because we feel activated by squares and those action points. 
I do think you're going to notice this just because it's Pluto and it's the first time, but I really want you to pay more attention to it because it's the first conversation. The next time you see it, it's going to be in opposition. You're definitely going to be the batter in the picture trying to, to knock it out of the park. So, Okay, Jamie, exactly what days are we looking at for this? Okay, this is going to happen on tomorrow, Tuesday, the 11th, April 11th. So Jamie, you're saying today, the biggest thing happening is Venus moving into Gemini. Yes. And then this Pluto energy that you're talking about with Venus and Pluto, which I love what you're saying. This is an opportunity to, to look at where we have love for our community, what we want to create. This is a, this first chance to really see some sort of big picture of what's possible. When is that happening? Is that Tuesday? Like what days of the week is that? All right. So the second transit on that day is a big one. It's my favorite one. And when I looked at the week, I was like, wow, that's definitely why that's my week because Jupiter, I love Jupiter. But what we're going to have is the sun conjunct Jupiter. So that's later in that day. So think about that. You had that first meeting, Venus and Pluto. Then we're going to have the sun conjunct Jupiter. Now, this is an annual transit. The sun and Jupiter meet up every year, but they meet up in a different sign. Okay. So what I love about this, and this is where the fire comes into this week, is that this is in Aries. That's a fiery sign. The sun is exalted in Aries, which means he has his little crown on. He's feeling really at home there. And this is going to bring a lot of inspiration. Like, what is that possibility? What wants to come out in you? Those bold new moves. Where do you want to explore? What is the new journey? It's like these two planets are going to stamp your passport and say, okay, this is you're going to go on your way because you're not going to see these two again in this house together for another 12 years. Like the last time it was there was 2011. So if you think back to 2011, what did I change in April of 2011 that this, this energy kind of sparked? Um, it, and it's, if you look at, it's almost like with this energy, it's, you know, when you get really hyped up and you're like walking in the room, you're like, I'm ready to do this. I'm like ready to go. How do I need to do it? It's that kind of energy. And then you step into this like garden of possibility. Like it could be anything. We could go anywhere because that's Aries. Like, oh, we don't even know what's on the other side of that curtain. How exciting is that? And then if you think about what I said at the beginning, that sort of takes the edge off of knowing you're going into the eclipse portal because you have this excitement coming at you. Like we could literally create anything that we wanted. How fun would that be if we could do that? Pretty good energy there on Tuesday. It's very um, bold. Now, I think there's also adding into that same day on Tuesday, those two big transits, Mercury will semi-square Neptune. What that's going to do is probably make it hard to focus a little bit. You're not going to really know how to react because you're going to have these two big energies. It could be a lot of opportunities coming at you. It could be that you're kind of swelling in deep with that you know, mindset of possibilities, that Venus and Pluto energy at the same time. So I would just recommend that you really Try to ground into the moment as much as you can. It is very fiery. Grasp practical approaches that will really help you think about, you know, what can I scale here? What can I grow with? What do I have the bandwidth, you know, and who I am now and where I want to go? It's a great energy, no matter what, with this week is in that day, especially is to step out of your comfort zone, to, to use the courage of Aries to step outside of it. Um, I love how that that's coming through on that day. And then... Another thing to note about this period right here is we have Mars, Mars rules Aries. And a lot of times with Mars, we always feel Mars before it gets here. So I would think that we may have been feeling this energy for a couple of days. This is the explanation point when you feel it. Now to add some more juice to it, if you needed it to be juicier, both the moon and Mars are out of bounds at the same time of this transit. And that they, they all tie into the rulership. And out of bounds means that these these planets are a little bit exaggerated. They're like a little bit out of character. They're more of what they normally would be. So that's always a good thing if you're thinking about, you know, Jupiter and the sun. 
but you know, just on the the flip side of this, this kind of energy, you still have to be reactive to it. It's not like you sit there and like all the blessings rain down and you just have to exist and breathe. You're going to have to be reactive, set intentions, a thing to walk with this whole week, but definitely like around this point are I am statements. Like really think about how you're talking to yourself and what you say. Like if you're saying I'm tired, I'm bored, I'm blocked, I'm over this. Like you're going to see a lot of that. If you're like, I'm happy, I am healthy, I am thriving, I am going in this direction, I am whatever inserts the narrative. It's going to it's going to feel like a magic. Like it'll almost take your breath away. It'll knock your socks off because it'll happen so fast if you change your mindset. That's the question about the um you said we can't just like sit back and let the blessings rain down on us. We need to be reactive. When you're saying reactive, are you saying like we need to take action with the cues that we're receiving or we need to yeah. like we can't just sit and receive. Like this is a right. more um, engaged sort of. Absolutely. Well, all, all energy is all energy depends on your attitude and your approach to it. But like, say it's a beautiful 80 degree, sunny, amazing day. And you're in your blacked out room with your curtains, like your curtains are blacked out and you're watching Netflix. You're not going to get a tan. You're not going to feel the sun on your face. You're not going to engage in that, you know, moment of this is what this feels like. So it's a lot of it is what are you calling into your life? Because you have knowing that you have that power, that empowerment that kind of goes back to Pluto to bring this in. How can you express it? But I think a lot of times when we see this energy, people will think, well, nothing really good happens to me or I didn't really notice it that way because my attention was going in a different direction. So it really is about mindset and engagement. So like if you like say you're looking for a new job they're not going to knock on your door. You're going to have to like apply or at least consider what kind of job would I want for, in order for a friend to say, hey, I have, a, I, I have a connection here. Are you interested in this? If you're looking to move somewhere, hey, I might know about a house. Like you have to put the thought and the intention and the action out in order for it to be received. Thank you. That is very helpful. Yeah. Hey, Joji here. I'm Astrology Hub's podcast producer and an astrologer over at Astrologer Connect. And we'll be right back with the weather from Wednesday through the weekend. But I just wanted to make sure that you knew about Astrologer Connect reading Bonanza Month. We're going to have all sorts of special events, but the biggest thing is that any reading booked in April. So even if you're having a reading all the way in December, as long as you book it this month, you are eligible for a 20% off by using the code April 20. And if you actually go right now, call for an instant reading, you actually get the first five minutes for free. Again, this is happening all throughout the month. And to claim your discount, all you have to do is just go to astrologyhub.com forward slash connect and use the code April 20. All right. I'll see you soon. Okay. Good stuff. Okay. So on Wednesday, I think we'll, we'll still be processing a lot of this. We do have a little transit on this day, and that's Venus semi-square semi Chiron. Now, what the trick is with this energy is it's going to make communication a little bit tricky. That's where the me and the you come in. Like you're almost like a little bit so wrapped up in what you're going through that you may not hear what the other person's going through. So like imagine like coming home to your husband, and you're like, I've had this horrible day, and he's trying to tell you about his day or something, and you're just not hearing each other because... It's your world feels encompassing based on either those big opportunities that you're working with or the psychological revolutions. So I think on this day, just be mindful Wednesday, April 12th of communication. Just try to be really gentle with whatever you say, like deliver news the way that you would want to, to be to receive it on the other end, because it's also very good karmic energy that way. And then 
the next day, April 13th, that's when we have that last quarter moon. So sometimes those can be like a little tension, depending on how you work with that waning energy. The big thing is just to notice, okay, I had this big harvest from this full moon. You had big wins. Something was a win, but you also, in that full moonlight, could see some imbalances, things that were out of harmony. And this is when you would start to make note of that. And over the next couple of weeks, as we approach that eclipse, you're going to start releasing it and letting it go. But being conscious of, yes, I need to let this go. I'm codependent on this, or I'm not independent enough in this. That's something that you would start to work with. And it may be because you went through the psychological depths and all that inspiration. You have these opportunities. You're in a better space to do that. Now, the next biggest transit we have is the next day, Friday, April the 14th. And that's when we have Venus square Saturn. At the same time, we also have Saturn sextile the North Node. But Venus squaring Saturn, it's almost as if it's a little bit of a reality check, okay? Because we went through this big opportunity, this depth with Pluto, a trying with Pluto. So imagine like getting along really well with the Lord of Death, but then having a hard time with, you know, time, (laughs) karma, which is Saturn. So that's like Venus's mood. Like she's like, okay, come on, be a little bit light of heart. Like it's, we don't have to take ourselves too seriously. And Saturn's like, you're right, but we kind of do. And this is how you're going to work with this energy. So it's almost like, how can you act with a lightness of heart, but also integrity? Like, yes, I understand that's very important to you and I honor it, but I'm not, or or like not take things too personally because I think we might feel that way. Like, this is my cause. This is where I'm going. This is my dream. And it is. And and that's the only person you have to convince of that is yourself. Like, you don't have to convince anybody else that you are on purpose or on time. It's just you. So with that day, I think I would just think about, um, you know, again, deliver news the way you want to be delivered, the way you would like to deliver it. And I think that Saturn sextile the North Node will take a little bit of edge off of this, even though it's a lighter transit, because it's going to feel, in essence, whether it's an ending or a beginning, as if destiny is calling your name. Like this is, I understand that I need to go in this direction. And I understand that I may need to close a few doors or some doors may be closed on me in order for me to find that path that I'm on. But this is on purpose. This is on time. So That's where Venus and Saturn in general bring a lot of seriousness to relationships. Like it's like that reality check. It could be also a very bonding. Like, you know, this is a deep commitment that we have, or this is the action step we're going to take to meet that. And then we're we're heading to the weekend. Now on Saturday, April 15th, the sun is going to semi-sextel Neptune. Now this, I think about Saturdays, we have this transit, but we also have like an almost eight hour void course moon. It's always good to have a void course moon on a Saturday because that means that we can putter, we can kind of take our time and relax and be creative. But when we're working with this sun and Neptune energy, um, especially coming off of Jupiter in that Aries, it's kind of, you know, what is your dream and what are you willing to do to, to get there? You know, what are those steps that you can take? And sometimes the step is really just declaring it. I am um, like, I want to work here. I want to have this relationship. I want help this way. And then that's the first step. The next step is, you know, research it, whatever. It's the baby steps. You don't need to see them all, just that first little one. Like think about how you would walk through the walk through fog in general. It's a good day to relax, putter, process. Remember we're we're approaching those eclipses as we move into the next week. Now, closing out the week on Sunday, April 16th, that day is going to feel a little bit faster, especially coming off of a day that had a really long void. Um, but it is more so, again, a lot about processing everything that's on your plate. Because remember, I think the eclipse is just three days away from this point. So I wouldn't overload anything in your life. Like, and that's going to be hard to do. Like that was the like, oh, I see the undercurrent when I looked at the week because you have this big Jupiter energy 
and then you have an eclipse and usually before an eclipse, it already feels heavy. You don't want to overload yourself with anything. So really just kind of like, you know, organize and process and know that though you don't know what's on the other side of that or where you're going, you know, you have this optimism, this focus of where you want to go and how you're going to get there. Cause that's, that's really your job with it is to have the intention. Wow. So the, this is a big week. I mean, there's, there's a lot of amazing energy. And what I'm kind of taking away from it is leaning into the expansive possibilities, the, the need and knowingness around change and like that being okay. But so like allowing that big expansive energy and then making sure that there's a reality check around it. Like there's, there's like, not, a, I mean, I hear what you're saying with Saturn and seriousness, but like kind of um, how willing are you to commit to this? Yeah. You know, yeah. how, how willing are you to like do what's required in order for this vision or this, you know, next step to come through? And then it sounds like we have a weekend that really should be, I mean, ideally we would dedicate to spaciousness, processing, relaxing, and almost like garnering our energy for the changes that will be happening during the eclipse season. So it's like, like you said, pregame, like yeah. pregame is identifying the changes. Ident and we've been in this like energy of change for a while. I feel like I'm saying this over and over each week on the weekly weather, but yeah. We're, you know, we're in this energy of change and th this week we're, we're given some really beautiful energy around it. So I'm like really supportive energy around it. And it's like that gut check moment of like, are you ready to do this for real? Because yeah. it's coming. Absolutely. That, that, that's it in a nutshell. You know, when I was thinking about this week and um, something came up from my childhood that was crazy and it, it, it reminds me of this energy in this tunnel. When we first moved to Nashville, there was a theme park. It, it, now it's a hotel, but it was called Opryland. And we had gotten season passes for it. So I lived there because my parents did everything in abundance. But we like we lived there on the weekends. And there was this one ride that I was just barely old enough to get on. But I loved it for so many reasons. But it was an indoor roller coaster. And this is, I live in the South. Okay, so it was hot as, you know, hot. So this is an indoor air conditioning. Already you felt great about it. But the lines for it were impossible. Like they were so lined. You waited so long to get up to this and you went inside. And the first thing you felt was like this cool air come across. And you're like, okay, well, I'm starting to get a release. I'm inside. I'm not in the sun on the sidewalk. And you sit down on this roller coaster. You're strapped into this thing, this big thing. And I mean, it's one of those roller coasters where you know you're probably going to go upside down or something. And granted, it's inside. So you have no idea what this roller coaster looks like. So when you start going in it, like when, you, when, it's, when it finally starts, you feel the cool breeze. You know, it's summer, you're feeling great. They have like a harmonic kind of fun, sensual music. And you're going into the darkness. Like it is pitch dark. You cannot see anything else. And you feel yourself sway like this. There might be a few lights here and there. You're kind of, you don't know how high you are, how low you are, anything. Then there's certain flashes of lights. And then when some of them will light up, you would realize how high up you were, or you would realize there's a big you're about to go upside down or you're about to dive or something. And you would just kind of hold on because the lights went on again and you would feel it. You would go through it. And then you would just be so elated because you felt the cool breeze and the music would change. And it was, it was insane. The, the ride's name was called Chaos. And that's kind of what it felt like. But then, and when it ended, you just wanted to do it again because you never really knew it all. But 
that's what it reminds me of. Like you're going into this tunnel. It's going to feel like, okay, I'm optimistic. I'm here to have this intention. I, I You sit on the intention for this and through these rides or whatever, I'm strapped in, I'm ready. I know what I'm doing and I'll be fine on the other side of it. But that's kind of like what it is like going into that darkness, knowing, you know, this is the life I'm willing to create and this is what I'm going to do for it. And I understand that this chapter is closing, not because it was bad, not because it wasn't, you know, perfect for me. At one point, it was perfect for me. At one point, it was part of my story. It was part of what I needed to learn and express, but now I've learned it. And so now it's woven into my soul, but I'm going on to this story because I'm ready to make an impact over here in that way. I absolutely love your metaphors. I love when you, because I could feel that roller coaster. It's like, oh my God, like the central music and the, and the, the cold, fresh air. And, but you know, you're, you know, you're, you're like opted in for a bit of chaos and a bit of unknown and a bit of potentially darkness. But what you're saying is the intention to commit to it, just be like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm strapped in. I'm safe. I got this. I can do it. It's part of my path. And uh, I'm resourced. And on the other side of it, I'll probably want to do it again, which is hilarious. It's like, how, how many of you, especially people have birthed babies? It's like right after. You're like, one more time. <laughs> well, no, actually, usually right after, it's like, I will never do that again. But this, weeks later or a couple of years later, it's like, oh, I'm ready to have another baby. It's like, are you kidding? Like, yeah. it is, it's so intense, right? But that's what happens. It's, I always think of this as almost like, God's grace or the universe, the universe's grace. It's like we go through these super intense times. We go through times where when we're in it, it's like, I don't know if I can make it through. Like, I don't know if I have what it takes to actually get through this. And yet with time, with retrospect, with perspective, with age, with wisdom, you know, all these healing, balming things, the, the 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 pain of it, like we can still feel it. Like it, I I know it was there. I know it was really hard. But but you, but you don't feel it as acutely anymore. You know it it becomes, it becomes different. And so I think we are ready to jump into new experiences and try new things. And thank goodness for that, because without that we wouldn't grow and we wouldn't evolve. And 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 I don't, I think our souls come here to grow and evolve. You know, I think that's a part of it. Like, so I, I'm just, I'm, I'm feeling what you're saying. I know some people, you feel like you're about to, to head down that roller coaster ride and just go, oh my God, I'm free falling. And I'm in this whole new territory. and I don't, I don't even know what to do. But just the remembrance that at some point in your life, like, I don't know, a year, two year, three year, 10 year, 20 years, you might be like, all right, I'm ready for some change again. Like, yeah. I'm ready for some chaos. You know, I'm like ready for something different. And it sounds like a lot of us are there. Yeah. I and love it, what you said about it being woven into our story, though. That experience that we, we've had, it's still a part of us. We're not leaving that. It all gets woven into the fabric of who we are. And so it's not like a complete turning your back on wherever you've been. It's just allowing that to be woven into the place where you're going next. Yeah. It often becomes your medicine too, medicine that you give other people or medicine of reflection. And what, coming back to that I am stuff too. And if you see, and I think a lot of us who are listening or watching have been through a dark night of the soul. And in those times, and this is something we don't usually notice because it feels so heavy, but as soon as you ask the question, then the resources show up. Like even if it's just a thought and it could be a song, it could be an idea or like a presence or 
a connection or someone who calls and says, you know what, I'm, I'm really, I've been thinking about you a lot. And it's just like, it, it breaks you out of it, but it takes the courage, which we have a lot of Aries this week to just to ask the question, like, how do, how do I get out of this? What, what, what is my answer? Like here, what, what do, what I need to do? And if you sit with questions, you're going to find your answers and questions lead to intentions, intentions lead to actions. And then trusting that no matter what happens to you, you have everything you need. Like you, you have it all. Like you may not know it, but you do. And it's just making you stronger. All you have to worry about is step one. Jamie, my question in the biggest dark night of the soul that I went through was like, what's the purpose of this? You know, like my life is falling apart at the seams, you know, why? Like, what is, what is the reason for this? What, why is this happening? And it was astrology. Yeah. It was astrology that gave me that context, that gave me that. And it was the readings that I was having at the time. So maybe you're asking that question and a reading will be the answer for that. You know, it was an astrologer that comes in your life. And it's one of the reasons you say it becomes your medicine. It's one of the reasons why we are even doing this astrologer connect reading platform is because I know how powerful getting the answer to your question at the right time, especially as translated through a skilled and compassionate and wonderful astrologer can be. So it's, it's it, what you're talking about is this full circle medicine and like all these things we go through and them beca- becoming part of our path and part of what we offer and part of what we can give to others. It's, it's all there. It's all there. Yeah. I know you probably had similar experiences. Absolutely. And I, what I love about, and one reason why I was so drawn to astrology as an independent student and, and, and studying things too, is just the timing, even for not, not only like, you know, when is the storm going to be over, but when, when is my actual opportunity here? When we work with clients, we're, it, it's not always a clear cut, like, okay, the storm is over now. Here's all your opportunities. Sometimes you have opportunities in one area of your life and challenges in the other, yeah. but it's always awesome to, to really sell someone. And I've had a lot of this recently, which is kind of inspiring this week where I've had the privilege of telling a lot of people, you're almost out of this dark night. This, 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 this break is that break in that. You're, you're going in this direction. Like they don't even realize they've been in it because it's been such a heavy, like this is my life. This is what I'm like soaking in. But to let them know that, you know what? We're going to get to this point and this point and this is how you can actively work with it. And when I see you again, or if I see you in six weeks, you're going to have a whole different personality. And what's great is when they email you back or call you back and be like, oh my gosh, I have a whole different right. personality. Yeah, I, I, I like, I, I feel completely different about that. Like, or and it's not anything that I am particularly doing with them. It's that inner work that they're doing, and knowing, okay, this is where you are. Like, I'm navigating for you. This is where you are. And you know, sometimes people will want to continue with something, like you said. Like, I like my life, and um, I just say, you know, what, you were really gonna like the next one. <laughs> You're really gonna like what? <laughs> gonna be even better. Yeah. And it's just opportunities. But I mean, to, to say that, oh, is if you know the timing and if you, if you know that you're born with it, you're going to be fine. It really is just part of it. It's almost like a rite of passage for the soul, like everything that you go through. And, and that's not something we have a lot in our, you know, current society, right? of passages. We have a lot of like, well, everything should be fair and, and even and which is, you know, in some degree is correct. But the rite of passage really let you know that you had reached to this point. You went through this big thing and now you're an adult, or now you're a woman, or now you're what have you, because you went through that rite of passage. And that's what your transits are in general. They're, they're helping you move through these, this, this energy that you came here with, this energy that only you can express. There's not another person on this planet with your chart, with your perspective. Like you, you are so needed in what you're experiencing, and your experience is so unique, even though it sounds like so, 
like someone else could be like going through the same themes as you, but it, it's not the same. It's going to feel very personal to you and how you react to it. But it really is about inward, not outward, because you're going to look to, because if you're looking to like, well, you know, they, they're surviving this just fine. I'm over here struggling. Then you're more worried about them and your attention is going to be like trying to mirror someone else that doesn't have your lineup at all. Like you have your own path, your own soul, your own mission that you're working on. So endings can be hard, especially if you're a fixed sign. I'm a fixed sign. I know that, you know, I, I, I don't, it takes me a long time to let people in my circle. And so I don't really like to see them leave when they leave because like, you know, you went through a lot to get here. So, I mean, it can be really hard to let go of that. And even if you're not a fixed sun or rising sign, you have fixed energy somewhere in your chart. You have a fixed area in your chart. So we all go through this like, no, that's going to stay. But the universe says everything changes. It, it, it all changes. Nothing stops. Nothing stagnant. It's just mm. part of it. Jamie, what you were saying about rites of passage and how we have these, you know, I like to think of the the dances that we have with the planets as they move through our chart. It's like, who's on my dance card? Like, oh, I got Pluto on my dance card right now. Okay, I'm going to be dancing with Pluto. Like, that's what's happening. And there's no changing that. So, all right, Pluto, what do you got? Like, let's dance together, right? Um, that's an example, which is current and personal right now for me. But one of the things I was thinking is I read this book called Mutant Messages from Down Under about the Aborigines in Australia. It's, an, it's a brilliant book. And one of the things that it talked about is how they would name their own birthdays, quote unquote, when they went through a rite of passage. So I could proclaim after this Pluto, after this Pluto transit, I could be like, I evolved, I grew, let's have a party because I am different now. Like I went through a rite of passage and I'm going to declare that it's time to party. Like it's my birthday. This, it's my birthday. It's a new me that has been birthed. And so they would actually identify themselves personally when it was time to celebrate a next level, like an evolution of the soul. And often that gets accompanied with, with name changes. You know, I, I know for me, part of going through my divorce and being in Hawaii and getting a name given to me by my kumuhula, which was Ole, which means the flower that never fades, which was a nod to my soul that, that honoring her and honoring the evolution of my soul by putting that a fragment of Ole into my name was, was an acknowledgement for me to me and the universe through my kumu to me of you're different now. You're different. Like this is a different phase. And I, I, I remember um, Kaylin Castell at our Game Changing Transits event went through her Chiron return. And at the end of her Chiron return, which happens at age 50, she changed every aspect of her name. First, middle, and last name, totally new. So it's these, you're right. In our culture, we don't acknowledge these things. We don't, it isn't in our language. It isn't in our, how we do things. Although let's bring that back. Let's hear astrology of, let's bring that back because it's so needed. And I think our souls crave it. They, the soul craves the acknowledgement of being in that fire, you know, being in that fire of transformation in that initiatory phase. And it craves the acknowledgement when we come out the other side, new and different and changed and like at that next level of whoever it is that we came here to be. So, yeah. And 
And acknowledging the fire and knowing that you're in it is a lot easier than pretending everything's fine all the time. Or like, hmm. yes. And how about how about here in this community, we are able to say, I'm in a Pluto transit. Like yeah. Pluto's the sun. And people are like, oh, okay. I understand. Or like, you know, I'm Saturn's, Saturn's um, you know, on my ascendant. Oh, okay. Yeah. I understand. Like, we got you. Like, I, you know, and, and to even be able to say, like, I've been there, you know, of course, it's always different. It manifests different in people's lives. But I understand the energetic signature of that. Like, I, I understand how that can feel. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's good to know that. I mean, I, that's what I love about not only our, our inner circle private community, but also like the, just the podcast community, too, is I love watching the language underneath the videos or how people say that because it's you do learn like you feel like, OK, well, I'm not alone in this. You know, maybe that Saturn is making me feel a little isolated. And it was, it was really funny because this actually happened to my daughter, but I, I had a, a recent couple cl clients like this, too. They were like, you know, I, I just, I really would like to have more connections. And their chart didn't say that they were blocking any connections, but the, where their friends were in their chart were signs that were going through a lot of big transition. And I'm like, well, your friends are just really busy right now. Like it was capital. Like they're, they're really busy. They're going through a lot and they're, they're kind of going through the fire and knowing that like, hey, it's not you. Like, no, you don't have any, like, because my chart doesn't say, it was funny because she's like, I don't have any blocks that say that this shouldn't be happening for me. I'm like, you're right, but. And we follow the energy. Friends your friend, <laughs> your friends are busy right now, but they're going to start emerging at this time. And it was just like that that epiphany. But yeah, and but I, I love that. I love the language, and I love that astrology does allow you to do this. And you know, like in game changing transits, just talking about those chapters that we're going through, it's all big because we have those personally, and then we also you know layer on the collective energy that we have right now. And it really is a lot. Um, it has a lot to do. Like a, like a, I don't want to sound like a mom, but it loves it with your attitude and your approach toward how you work with this energy. That's going to make a difference in how you accept it. And it's like, you've got everything you need. Sometimes you have to look in. And when you look in, all the help will come from outside or you'll remember something. But th there's a lot of big opportunities this week to, to look at the, to have the courage to look inside and outside and strap yourself into that roller coaster and be ready to go into the darkness and, and trust that no matter how many twists or turns or upside downs, you're going to be just fine. And when it's over, you're going to be like, wow, like, I want to do that again. Like, that was so fun. Not that the, the, the train is going to be fun, but you're going to, that's what the roller coaster felt like. Like, man, it, I, it took me so long to get there. <laughs> now it's over kind of thing. It's yeah. going to be, it feels like it's going to take forever stepping into something like this. But before you know it, you're going to blink and you're going to be like, wow, like that happened very fast in my life. And um, I did it. I did it. I dug deep. I found resources within myself. Support came when I needed at the right time, like all that. It's yeah. and, and like you said earlier, it's asking the questions, yes. like asking the questions and being open to the answers. And they'll come in so many different ways. Yes. They'll come in so many different ways. It's not only an astrology reading that gives you the answers. I mean, that's no. a great direct way, but it'll come the person at the grocery store just happens to say the right thing at the right time. You're like, oh my gosh, the universe is speaking to me directly. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Asking yeah. the questions. I love it, Jamie. Thank you so much. This has been so much fun. I love doing the weekly weather with you. Thank you for being here with us. If you're interested in booking a reading with Jamie, she's available as well as I think we have about 14 other astrologers that work on the Astrologer Connect platform now. This month is the month to do it. 20% off, which is like pretty substantial. For an astrology reading. So check that out. Also, the, t the 10 minutes free on the instant readings. That's another great way. If you're curious, but you're like, I don't know if I'm ready for a full reading, hop on, 
see if there's an astrologer with the green light on that says that they're available for instance and just check it out. So check it out. It's available to you now, astrologyhub.com slash connect and or links in the description of the video. (laughs) Okay. Or if you're on the podcast in the show notes. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Have an amazing week. You got this. You can do it. And just Jamie, thank you for all of your positivity and your the enlightened viewpoint that you bring to the way that you practice astrology. Super grateful for you. Super grateful for all of you out there. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being a part of our community. Thank you as always for making astrology a part of your life. We'll catch you on the next episode. This podcast is presented by Astrology Hub. You can learn more and find all of our shows at astrologyhub.com slash podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and hit subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you can stay up to date on the latest episodes and help more people find the wisdom of astrology. Thank you for taking the time to do this now. Thank you for being a part of our community and for making astrology a part of your life.